Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello, and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. Being able to see the flip side to any story is it involves our perspectives. So I'm excited about our conversation today. This is a longtime friend that I've had the opportunity to be able to uh, share space with, to learn from, and to connect with. And so for as our guest co-host for our 11th episode, she her conversation is about perspective. Seeing is believing. So I want you to welcome with me Dr. Xanthia Reddish. Dr. Xanthia Reddish, affectionately known as the Ball Mom Doc, is an educator by trade and a sports mom at heart. Dr. Reddish has more than 20 years of experience as an educator and school principal, as well as an AAU basketball administrator. She is an author, a speaker, a certified professional life coach, athlete, athletic manager, and parent. She also oversees the Reddish Family Foundation. She is the CEO and founder of Empowered LLC, which is a consulting firm that provides information and guidance to parents of student athletes and connects them to the resources they need to meet their goals in education and athletics. She is the mother of Division I college basketball player Aaron Reddish and NBA player Cameron Reddish of the Atlanta Hawks. She's been featured on several podcasts and recently wrote her first book entitled Alley Oop, The Ultimate Assist for Parents of Athletes, in which she shares her sports journey and 22 points for raising champions all on and off the court or the field. So I hope you are as, as excited as I am to welcome my guest co-host to the Flipside Conversation. Welcome, Dr. Xanthia Reddish. How are you, girl? I am well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, yes. It has been um, quite a journey. Uh, we have known each other for more than 15 years. I was trying to count yeah. it off because um, what I think Cam was like four. She and, and, and JL was, I think, three. And so we both have grown, <laughs> grown children now. Um, so it has too. been quite some time. And so I have been able to be in your space 
while I was going through a transformation in life, moving through adversity and change and challenges, and you were a key part of a sister circle at that time that we called Honorary Moms um, that helped me through some challenges. And so I am not at all surprised about all of the stuff that you are doing now to empower other people. So let's jump into this conversation. Why did you decide to make a pivot to consulting after you have been in education for all of your career life? Well, uh, we had some life transitions that really brought upon the change of So as you mentioned, I was an administrator, school administrator and educator pretty much all my life, to be honest. Um, But at the time, I was working in the school district for quite some time. And my son, Cameron, was fortunate enough to transition into the NBA back in 2019. And so because he was only 19 at the time, it made sense to support him in that transition and actually come to the city to which he was drafted, which is Atlanta. And so my family and I decided to pack up and do that. So it was a pivot uh, because education is what I've known and what I've done all of my life, love doing it. And it made sense to continue to try to do things that were in my lane. Uh, Even though I'll be honest with you, I'm so far out of my lane right about now, uh, doing other things uh, on the entrepreneurial side, but it's a blessing because all those experiences that I had as an administrator definitely playing into the work that that I'm doing. I can imagine coming out of uh, the field of education and being a principal, you've often already had to know how to pivot. (laughs) If I know anything about (laughs) the field of education, we have, as educators, we've had to know how to pivot. I'm curious, so you made the decision to pivot to consulting. Can you tell us how did you make that pivot? What were some of the moves that you decided to make in order to begin to walk in the role of entrepreneur and consultant? So those are good questions. Um, So I'm a planner, okay? And I just believe that preparation is awesome. If you take the time to get ready for things, they don't hit you from you know, over the head and and throw you off your feet. So I actually began thinking about doing consulting work prior to moving to Atlanta when Cameron was actually more like a senior in high school. And even before then, when I realized he was actually on the trajectory to be a professional athlete, I thought, what can I do to better prepare myself to make sure I'm ready for what is coming I'm a lifelong learner like you, so I love to learn. So I went back and I studied to be a sports agent so I would better understand what was going to come upon him. And so I was collecting like a lot of information uh, and really the experiences that I also had as being a parent of my two athletes and also working with so many other athletes and families and their children in the education system, it made sense to continue doing the work that I was already doing uh, with our travel team 
with other families. I was already giving out advice. I was already talking to other families and sharing some of the things that I had learned along the way. And then as I got closer to the actual transition, I thought, let me package this all together mm-hmm. and see if I, can, if I can utilize the skills that I acquired over time uh, working with families, because that's essentially what principals do. You're working with families, solving problems, taking a variety of information, putting it all together and spewing out responses, fixing things. How can I do that on the other side, working with families of athletes and then also make it a business? That is where a lot of the learning curve has come, just pivoting. It's a new space for me. In education, things are already kind of put together. And while as a building leader, you you take what you have and you, you go from there, it was something from which to start. Whereas my business, I had to start from scratch. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. And you know what? As I listen to you explain that pivot and the very intentional moves you took to make the pivot, oftentimes as a coach, people will ask me, so how do I become a consultant? I want to be able to do this, but I'm not so sure about consulting. What should I do? What should I begin to do? And as I listen to how you unpacked that, you began to think about what do I already do that's transferable, not try to reinvent the wheel and go into an area that is completely new, but recognize I'm already good at this. Now I just need to be able to identify how do I monetize it and how can I continue to expand it and use it for multiple audiences. And I really value as I listen to you tap into what you're already good at. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I mean, why reinvent the wheel? And, you know, you spent so much time um, learning, right? Making mistakes, doing things along the way. Why not bless someone else to not have to go through those challenges that you went through? If you've already made that mistake, why does someone else have to make it? If I could tell you, hey, instead of doing that, do this to avoid these types of situations. So I do think it's advantageous to use what you've got. And in fact, um, as I was thinking, and this is my brainchild, I was, I, I have been working on this and continue to work on it every day. It's still a work in progress. It's still a young company where we've been fortunate to uh, be able to bless a lot of families, but it's a young company and we are, we're learning along the way. So I can't say that it's been without challenge. I can't say that it's been without other pivots that we've had to make along the way. But, you know, you do what you have to do. But, yeah, definitely use what you have. Everyone has their own stories, different. Uh, and like you, I have people who are actually coming to me now and saying, oh, I want to do what you do. And I'm like, really? Tell me about that. What do I do? <laughs> so it's very interesting. Yes, indeed. So on that note, so what do you do? So how does the work that you're doing with Empower differ from other programs that are out there? Okay, so what Empower does is we work with families, parents of athletes. We believe that parents are the key, okay? Parents are the alley-oop. They are the ones who can throw the assist to their children to help them be successful. And so that's our target audience. We work with families in fifth grade all the way up through the pros, to be honest with you, because we have all of those experiences. And we do three things. We do what we call pep talks, which is parent 
Talks, Empowering Parent Talks, where we talk with groups, uh, various groups about different academic readiness, um, all kinds of things you have to do to prepare your athlete for the next level, those kinds of things. In addition to that, we work individually with families to help them create a specific plan based on their specific needs. Um, You know, you're an educator like me. Uh, So I liken it to the work that I did with my students who had individualized education plans. I do the same thing but from an athletic side. And then on top of that, the third thing that we do is we connect the families to resources that they need in their community to meet their goals that we've identified. And it's different than other programs that are like it because one, we have, we're coming from a different perspective than the other perspectives that I've seen uh, as I've looked at recruitment and things like that. Typically we're talking to athletes and their families. I'm actually talking to moms like me, dads, like my husband, Coach Bob, who partners with me in the uh, in the business, we're talking from that lane. It's a little bit different than me trying to get someone to go to a particular school or to a t- particular program. Uh, so we have a different angle. In addition, I'm not just giving information. We're actually giving application. It's, it's beyond just giving people a lot of information that they, they may need but not know how to use. So we're helping you actually use that and giving you the guidance. It's like coaching like in a way that I've not actually seen done. So it's pretty unique. It sounds so personalized. There are multiple levels. In the pep talk, there's an opportunity for community, but then the individualized, intimate um, plan for particular families as well as connecting. And I value how it's not just about giving people information, but what do you do with it? And when I think about what you just shared in you speak to the moms <laughs> and Bob speaks to the dads. And it's not just about where they're going, but who are who are the adults in that athlete, that student athlete's life that will give them the alley-oop? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, holding them accountable for who are you? Who are you as the mom? Who are you as the dad? And that role. Sure. Yeah, it's important. Um, and I say, I speak to parents in particular However, I do recognize that for some athletes, that individual is another person. Uh, my, my goal in speaking to parents is, I don't know that my children knew, and, and maybe we didn't even know as we were going along, just how strategic we were being as we were working with our children mm-hmm. and taking them through this process. And we think that's what's required. Um, and while I am, we do target the parents because we really do think it's, in most cases, it's best to have the parent in this role because I can't imagine anyone more invested than the parent. Um, even though there are others that really love your child dearly, I just know how much I love my boys. <laughs> it just doesn't come any deeper than that. So, uh, But I do recognize that in other families, there may be another individual who is helping families navigate the processes, whoever that person is that's who we try to speak to. But in most cases, it's it's the parents. The person who has that investment, that passion, that's going to stand in the gap for that student athlete. 
So we have just a, a minute or two before we take our first break. In that time, can you tell tell us about the name Empowered? We've been saying it, but it's spelled in a in a very special way. So tell us a little bit about the spelling and how did you come up with the name Empowered LLC? Sure. Empowered is spelled very differently. It's spelled with an I and two Ds. And it really, when we separate it out, we really want to be able to say, I'm powered. By the time you finish working, with our organization, we want you to walk away with the knowledge that you need to be in a powerful position and empowered to do the work you need to do. And the R-E-D-D is a playoff of our last name, which we, we like everything, looks better with a pop of red. Y'all see my red, right? <laughs> yeah. The red lipstick, my red shirt. That's, that's right. So, yeah. That's yes, indeed. I'm powered. So from the very name itself, it is speaking to the opportunity to have people tap into the power that's in them. And your program is just bringing it out and helping them realize it. Absolutely. That is awesome. Yep, got to give the knowledge. (laughs) Got to give the knowledge as well as the application as you shared earlier. So as we get ready to take our first break, I don't want you to miss the next part of our conversation. As we begin to dig into the flip part of this conversation, I want to start asking, so what was hard about this? Making this kind of transition and creating this kind of flip could not possibly have been as simple as it sounds. So when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about what were some of the challenge? How, how was this difficult? And what did you learn from that experience? A part of what Living Strong Consulting does is that we create the opportunity for organizations to make shifts, to polish their lenses and how they look at life and how they approach things. So if you've not had a chance to connect with us, I encourage you during this break, hop over to our website, www.livingstrongllc.com and check out our latest resources and services that can hopefully help you grow, add value to your life and help you shift perspective. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. The PA Care Partnership Grant and the Office of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services has invited Dr. Virdra Jackson to speak on youth, young adults, mental health, and education as part of their webinar speaker series for 2020-2021. The title of her webinar is Fix the System, Not the Kids. The webinar will be on Thursday, July 29th from 1.30 to 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time via Zoom. For registration, check out our website at www.livingstrongllc.com for your free tickets. Dr. Jackson will speak to us on how we need to fix our educational systems 
and not our kids. Participants will be provided with tools to become a threat to inequity and receive strategies to address the unspoken curriculum that fosters bias and sometimes creates unintended lessons, values, and perspectives that have a negative effect on students' academic achievement, educational aspirations, feelings of self-worth, and mental health. We want to include you in this webinar, so register at www.livingstrongllc.com. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, and I have been having the pleasurable conversation with a longtime sister friend of mine, Dr. Xanthia Reddish, and she's talking to us about her pivot from being an educator and administrator to now being an author, entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and an advocate, and a life coach. So she said, boom, 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 <laughs> shift, shift, shift. Yes, you are doing a lot. But as you shared in the first part of our show, you intentionally looked at the things that you already did well and figured out how can I move that into the consulting world? Now, the way we talked about it in the first segment, it was very nice, neat and clean. And mm. it sounds amazing. So I want to dig into the flip part of this a little sure. bit. What has been the hardest part of making this pivot? What's been hard about this? You know, um, change is hard, right? And, um, you know, I, I always share with my children, I, I try to live every day from perspective, right? How I see things, how I look at things. And sometimes it's really scary because you're thinking, I really don't know what to expect. Uh, I moved into a new city, into a totally new state. I uprooted my entire family. I left my employment from over a decade um, and really didn't know what life I was actually getting into when I transitioned into this role, doing the consulting work, and then even supporting Cameron and Aaron uh, in their endeavors. It is not easy. And there is a perception that, um, that it's this glorious life and it's easy and you, and oh, and, and that I'm rich, that I have money. I, I don't have money. I left my secure, very secure role to take on a very new role. Uh, and it is not, I'm not rich. So that, that's one, one big thing. Um, but then just, just, just growing a business is 
a huge learning curve for me. I am, like I said, I've been an educator all my life. This was a new business. So I didn't actually have other models from which I could go and say, all right, I'm going to emulate this particular model. I'll make my company like this company. I didn't have that. So being kind of the, the front runner on it, you're, you're having to learn a lot on your own, do a lot on your own, and you make mistakes along the way. So they're, they're, the biggest challenge was dealing with all of the change and uncertainty, uh, and it continues to be the biggest challenge for me. I have not arrived and fixed it all the way. I have definitely not. I don't know too many people who absolutely love change. That's not usually something that someone talks about. As I think about the power of what you just shared about creating empowered is that you recognized it was going to be a change and you were walking into uncertainty, but it didn't keep you from saying yes. And I think about listeners who are leaning in and listening to you right now, because I also heard you earlier share that it wasn't just an all of a sudden idea. It, it had been sitting with you for a while. And there are people who, because of the change, the fear of change, if we can be honest about that word, the fear of change will hold them in a holding pattern or paralyze them and they never get to their yes. How has it felt? I'm just curious on the inside, in your mind, how has it felt to actually say yes to your dream? You know, it's, it's pretty amazing. And I totally understand what you're saying because I was there and sometimes am there. Let's be clear. All right. <laughs> I, it doesn't um, just stay yes and, and yes forever. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And you know what? And some days you're, you wake up and you're like, yes, oh, I have this idea. I can go. I've I got it all together. And then other days you don't know where to go. And that, that fear can cause paralysis, you know? Uh, and, and if you're anything like me, if any of the listeners are anything like me, I have analysis paralysis. So it's not just the fear. It's, you know, my mind starts going with the da, 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 all the things that I need to do. And I'm like, oh, well, then I can't do it. It's too much. But to God be the glory. I did step out on faith. Um, I did. I, I do continue to pray about it daily um, because it is a challenge. And even still, I mean, you, you're, you're just you're figuring things out. The beauty of it, though. The one thing I will say, the beauty of it is it's a new thing and it's my thing. It's a new creativity, you know, creative piece. So there's not a right or wrong with it. it I might make adjustments, but it doesn't make it wrong. Uh, so that's something to give consideration. We have to give ourselves grace with those kinds of things because I am, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm outside of my comfort zone, even, even. Even this, this is not what I do. I, I've done a lot of podcasts, but it's not my comfort space. Anybody who knows me, I knows I, I don't love jumping on lives and all those kinds of things. I just don't feel comfortable all those all the time. But I do recognize, and I have recognized that there is a need to get the information into the hands of those who need it. And it's a blessing when you can stand beside your child and help your si- child meet his or her dreams. So I, I want to be a part of all of that. If I can. 
there's a responsibility there, right? So yeah. just because we're afraid, we don't have the right to hold back on our dream, which is going could potentially be a lifeline for someone else. Someone else is waiting for us to stop being afraid and open up opportunities so that they can step into their next. And if we stay paralyzed or overthinking, analyzing, overanalyzing, that we never get out of the box or out of the blocks, then they're waiting for an understanding, a life lesson that we have to share that they're still stumbling through when we're holding the keys to be able to open up additional opportunities for them, new awareness. I think of it as a a responsibility because I know launching Living Strong Consulting, I'm just like you. I paused on my yes for longer than you did. I, I actually heard do, and I said, no, 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 I need security. So I, I can't do that. So I paused on mine much longer than I should have. But now I think about someone's waiting for me to continue to move forward so that they can learn, they can watch, and they can be inspired. Mm-hmm. And you are so inspirational. I, 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 I'm looking to you, child. That, you, you're helping me along, along the way and so many other people. So thank you for, for saying yes, eventually. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so talking about your creativity. So you didn't stop, stop at being creative about launching your company. You also jumped into the arena of becoming an author as well. So those creative juices are just continuing to flow for you. So tell us about the book and why you decided to do it. Sure. Um, so the book, I'm so excited about the book. It's like my my birthday present. It's actually um, Ali Oop, the ultimate assist for parents of athletes is uh, going to be out on September 16th, which happens to be my birthday. So I will be birthing this new project then. Um, but I decided to write the book because there are so many lessons that I learned as I was parenting my boys and other people's children um, around sports and how the child responds to certain things based on all my experience with child development, things like that. What the experiences are, the conversations I had with my boys about what their experiences were and why they did certain things have helped me put together this book that talks about everything that parents need to know from the impact and uh, dynamics that there are in the family, in, on the team, uh, as well as in the professional realm, um, all those kinds of things that you could possibly think of, we talk about in that book. And it's a tool that I'm actually able to use, uh, I'll be able to use with families that I'm working with to kind of help guide them through the process. It also presents an opportunity for us to do some group sessions with families and share the information uh, as, as often and as much as possible because Really, my goal, my passion is really to get the information out there. I feel like, you know, just like our people perish from lack of knowledge, right? I feel like if I don't give the information, then how will people know? 
And once you have it, you know, it's like Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you can do better. Now you can go out and do some things. You can be a blessing to your child and you pay it forward to someone else. And so that's that's the goal. Um, and if if I always I'm like, if I can if I can help somebody, just anybody along the way, you know, you know what they say, then my living won't be in vain. So that's that's what I, I, I birthed the book. I'm actually finishing up a second book as well um, right now that uh, we can talk about that later. But just working with families, it's what we it's what we do. These are nuggets that you will need to know how to interact with coaches, how to how to interact with other children when you have multiple children who have different needs and maybe not all of them are athletes, all those kinds of things. They're all in the book. It's all in the book. And what the it's Holy Spirit gave me, book. I gave to them. Yeah. I love it. It's it's all in the book. But it also sounds like it's just solid parenting concepts on top of the the understanding of how to support your student athlete and do it well, well informed. And it also sounds like you were able to combine both your experience as an educator, as well as an administrator and communicator, because I've been in sessions where we've, we actually did a session um, some time years ago for high school students, um, Mm -hmm. a focus group. And so I know that you're a communicator at heart as well. So again, you folded all of that gifting into Mm -hmm. this book and as an opportunity to, to help athletes, their parents, and also their siblings within the family dynamic. Powerful resource. And I honestly don't think I've heard of a book that's taking that approach. So Mm -hmm. as you shared, something that you're creating the trail so you didn't have a model to follow. Yeah, yeah. No, no. So I say, they say there's no book on parenting. Ah, yes, there is. Here you go. We're going to hook you up. September 16th, you can get your copy. Um, so yeah, it, I do think it's a resource that we can use. Um, and it's interesting, one of the editors who um, was editing the, the book, she ended I, I she the feedback that she gave me, she said, she is so excited about it because it's helping her so much. And her child's not even an athlete, but she says she learned so many lessons. And, you know, you don't think about it. But over the years, yeah, I've, I've collected a great deal of information. I've had a lot of experience um, I, and I've coached a lot. I've done a lot of life coach as well. So all of those things, it, I, I, I did. I threw it all in the pot, put it together, stirred it around, added a little seasoning. And we're going to have a good meal. It's going it, it's definitely um it's a blessing. It's a blessing yes. to be able to put it together and I'm I'm prayerful it'll be a blessing to other people. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. So what's one area that out of this of making so many pivots and flips and changes, how would you say you have grown as an individual? What's the area that you've grown the most in in this process? I would say I have grown the most um, in my prayer life um, because it, it, do, it, it does require a good deal of prayer and and also from the perspective as a mom, um, watching how and being a part of living the transition 
there's a change that comes about when your children get to be around the age that my children are, where they are transitioning from being children to being adults. Uh, Cameron's an adult now. Uh, Aaron's a young adult. He's almost there. And as a mom, you're seeing them do things that they can now do independently. And so my role has changed. So that was probably the most difficult part of this. And the thing that I've learned the most about and continue to learn about as I'm going through it. It's one of those things where I'm blessed to be teaching and learning at the same time. And my learning influences my teaching and my teaching influencing is my learning. So it's, it's, you know, it comes to back and forth, back and forth. I too uh, can, that so resonated with me uh, as JL transitioned from high school into college and now is a senior in college. I remember those growing pains as as her mom. I'm like, oh, she has to be able to make these decisions. Did I do enough? Does she know enough? And and all of that and being able to recognize and it actually came from her. One day she could see I was struggling and she said, Mom, you prepared me for this. Let me do it. Mm. And I said, oh, I got to let it go. I got to let her go. Uh, she's ready. When she says that, I'm like, okay, she's ready. So She must as, have been around Cameron's age when that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 21. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's, where, that's where he is. And you know what? I'm, I'm watching him do what he does. And I am so proud of him. Yes. He is everything that a mom could ask for. I think I might have told him that today. I actually did. Um, Powerful words. As, yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm just reflecting on, you know, my fears and asking God to help me release that mm-hmm. so that I don't hold him back because yes. he is ready to fly. He is ready to do his thing, make his decisions and things like that. And he hasn't, giving me any indication that he's going to, you know, do something wrong. Is he perfect? No, he doesn't have the experience to be perfect. None of us do, right? But it's just, it's it's an important time. It's a transition. It's a transition for all of us. So I'm learning. So thank you for sharing that. Yes, it is a transition for all of us. And as we get ready for our next break, uh, our next commercial that's coming up. I asked that growth question because Living Strong Consulting has been doing monthly growth webinars every first Tuesday and first Tuesday is getting ready to come up August 3rd. Every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. we provide a free, yes I said free, free growth webinar. We are going through the 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. And this coming Tuesday, we are unpacking the law of the rubber band. It's being able to learn in that tension, to grow in the middle of the tension. And we actually can't grow without the stretching. And if you've been listening to Dr. Xanthia Radish, you can hear how she has had to stretch and grow and so much has come from it. So when we come back from our next break, we're going to jump into more of those tips and things that have helped her continue to move forward. We'll be right back. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Where have you been stretched in your life? What did you learn when the stretching happened? What advice would you give other people about being stretched? If you'd like an answer to each one of those questions, don't miss your opportunity to be a part of our next free webinar on August 3rd, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're unpacking the 10th law of the 15 invaluable laws by John Maxwell. And that law is the law of the rubber band. Growth stops when you lose the tension between where you are and where you could be. You know, it's easy to be average. You cannot travel within and stand without. It's going to require you to step outside of your comfort zone if you're going to grow. Stretching always requires change. Stretching sets you apart from others. So on August 3rd, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your chance to grow. Come join us and create some specific means for stretching in the areas of your life in which you are no longer winning. Are you ready to grow? Then don't miss the next opportunity on August 3rd, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And register at www.livingstrongllc.com. I can't wait to grow with you. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veardra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back to my conversation with Dr. Xanthia Reddish. She has been sharing her words of wisdom and her gift of sharing and empowering others, parents specifically of athletes, but as many of our listeners have already logged in and shared, what she's saying isn't just for parents of athletes all of us as parents, and I would even dare say those who want to step out and begin to build their dreams are learning and picking up some nuggets from Dr. Reddish as she is sharing. I just wanted to share a question that came through while we were on our commercial break, and I would love to hear your answer to this question, Dr. Reddish. So LaToya Thompson said, this is definitely a conversation about stretching. I am also an analytical thinker. 
There's comfort in preparing that list of pros and cons. So how do you avoid the stagnation of overthinking so you are not limiting yourself, your potential, or your purpose? So what do you get? What do you do to get past the overthinking? So... I'm glad you asked that question because I think it really, it takes me back to the title of our segment today, right? Perspective, seeing is believing. You've got to see this thing, okay? You, you, really, you, you really have to step back and, and see this is, this, is, this is what is happening. Because before you could actually move forward from it, you have to know that you're stuck. And a lot of times we're there and we're spinning our wheels, spinning our wheels. And so we, we don't realize it. We're just thinking we're just there. But once you recognize that you are stuck, now you can take some actions toward getting out of that stagnant place. And so I would say, honestly, the first thing and always the, the, and, and the last thing too is prayer. Because asking God to really give you clarity and direction is crucial. I would not be here today. I would not have been able to launch this thing. These these things, he deposited things in my spirit overnight. And I would try to jot things down. And then sometimes I didn't feel like getting up. So I told myself I would remember in the morning. And then I couldn't remember in the morning. So now I got to write stuff down. So you got to keep an notebook by your, your, um, by your bed and everything because that's what the Holy Spirit will do. Actually, like, give it to you. So prayer is so important. Just ask him. He actually will give you clarity and direction if it's in his will that you go that way. So that's the one thing. The other thing is really trying to figure out what resources or what other people out there have done something along the lines. If you're like me and you are doing something that's really outside of your comfort zone, I mean... Beatrice can remember now. I called her like, okay, I'm just processing, just wanting to download all the things on my on my mind. You share with other people that you know who are going in the direction you want to go. You touch base with those people, so you seek resources, and that's one of the main reasons why we actually started Empowered because there weren't resources like that. Um, I didn't in the where Cameron was headed. I didn't have a bunch of girlfriends I could call and say, girl. What'd you do about this? Or how'd you handle that? So what did I do? I became that girl that other people can call and say, how do you do this? And what happened with this? And girl, were you stressed? Absolutely. Um, You were stressed, those kinds of things. So I became what wasn't there. Just like, you know, I solved the problem, a problem that I had. Uh, So you look for other resources that, that have an inkling. And a lot of times they might not, have your exact thing that you're doing, but there'll be something about what they're doing that you can apply to what you're trying to do. And then once once the Lord opens up one little window, next you know, it all starts coming out. You're like, oh, can't even get it down fast enough. So I would say you pray, you seek resources, you talk to other people who are going in the direction you're going. And look, when you're finished all that, pray some more because you're going to need it. Yes, indeed, because the journey isn't simple. And everything you just shared absolutely resonated with my spirit. And as you were talking, 
when you said, find, see the problem and become the solution. And don't, don't be afraid to recognize that. So what is the problem here? And how am I the one that can fit or step into that space and be that for someone else? Latoya, I also think uh, just adding on and connecting with everything Dr. Reddish just shared. Also think about what is the one next thing you need to do? Instead of thinking about all of the things, because they are going to come out of you like a fire hydrant. Absolutely. (laughs) But what is the one next thing? And just pick that one and move forward. If it's not meant to be, accept the door that is closed. And then guess what? Pivot. There's another, there will be another opportunity. So as I think about everything that you have been sharing and resources that are inside your book, now I don't want you to give away any, in any too much, but can you share one or two key tips that you would give to parents who are raising athletes? Yeah, the, the, the one thing I will always say, and I, I just share it, is you, you need to get the information from people who have already been there. So we say, um, I think we focus on a lot at Empowered, is knowledge is power and experience is the best teacher. And so those two principles really drive a lot of what we do. So I would say the main thing you have to do is seek wise counsel from someone who's kind of been there, done that. And let's be clear, I did say that it needs to be someone who had been there, done that. Because I have to say, and I'm sure a lot of people who are tuning in, I know some of the um, the names that I saw on the screen, certainly know there'll be a lot of people who have opinions that they would have no problem sharing with you about what you should do and how I you should do it. I knew you were going to say that. You know, all that. <laughs> I'm just saying we need to um, make sure we're, we're being mindful of that. So I would say be resourceful, find, find some folks that know what, you, what they're talking about. And also um, enjoy, try to enjoy the mm. process. Uh, and, and it's easier for me to enjoy when I have a clearer idea of where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wrote the book. Mm. So those are a couple of tips I would add. Creating that roadmap and being willing and able to lean into it. So I cannot believe that an hour has flown by already. It is. So we are down to our last four minutes of the the episode. Can you believe it? Look, we got started and, and we it just flew by. So I want to make sure that two things. One, I'm curious how you're balancing all of this. I mean, there was one point we were talking, you were getting ready to jump on a plane and go talk to thousands of, of athletes <laughs> in, a, in an arena. Yeah. And then, and, and so I know that there are a lot of moving pieces. So we only have about three minutes left. Can you share just a nugget about how are you creating balance with all of this? Listen. 
I, I, I know I keep saying that, but I, I mean, it really, really, I'm not lying when I say I pray a lot. I cry a good deal. But I'm also blessed to have a wonderful circle of friends and my sister um, and my and my sister friends that are just such a blessing to me. I I would call them out by name, but I, I won't do it because I, I I can't can't do that. But I my sisters actually know exactly who I'm talking about. We talk every single day, and I don't know how they went out them. So definitely strong support system. My husband, my boys, you know. And here's the thing: I love, 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 love what I do. This is what I was called to do. I'm walking in a calling. It's like a ministry and it's a blessing to other people. So again, it's making my living not being vain. So I enjoy doing what I'm doing. I balance it that way because I, I love I love I love to do it. It's not work. Uh, so I do that and I pray. And yes. and I cry, I, I release through tears. I release. And then I'm a woman. I smile yes. a lot. Too. Let it go. Let it go. Let it <laughs> go. Let it go. Let and, it go. And, Trust God. And, and do what brings you joy. Yes. So with the last couple of minutes we have, I want to make sure people know how they can get the book, where they can connect with you. If they recognize that they want some consulting, then with the last minute that we have, how can we find you? How can we follow you? Give us some of your sure social thing. media handles, your website. Sure. Absolutely. So we are empowered with an I and two Ds. Um, so I am P-O-W-E-R-E-D-D.com. If you go to that, you're able to sign up for a free consultation. We can talk. The first one is free. And you can also order a book from there. I'm the ball mom doc. So there's the ball mom doc, dot net. And on Instagram, I'm at D-R-Z Reddish, Dr. Z Reddish. So um, I'm here. I'm here to answer questions. God bless you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for this conversation. I tell you, Thank it you. has been so rewarding. And I know that there are student athletes as well as their parents that will um, be blessed by your book and have learned a great deal from you in just this conversation. So mm -hmm. listeners, Thank you so much for logging into our 11th episode of our first season mm. of Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. We appreciate you and we look forward to you logging in again next week for another flip side conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you, my Thank sister you. friend. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. God bless everyone. God Thank bless you. you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.